You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now let's get into the episode. G'day guys and welcome back. This is episode 146. This is Q&A questions quickie volume two. When was volume one? It was recently. I remember when we decided that it actually wasn't a quickie indeed because we had like a 50 minute podcast. So that's not the intention today. We're going to answer some of the questions that we recently received and uh, yeah, we're going to talk quickly, apparently. Quickly on the swinging lifestyle. But but first, as but but first, but but first, I'm doing very well with speaking this morning. First, we're going to do our cultural tidbit and this is our first for the Netherlands. Can I get a little jingle, please? Netherlands. Netherlands mm-hmm. yep. has Gelderland in it. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Cool. So cultural tidbit for the Netherlands. This one is... By the way, uh, yeah. did that without any practice. Really? Yeah, it's a surprise for Do everyone. Do you want me to put a little jingle on top of it on the episode when it comes out so it sounds amazing and... What the, do you mean? The post-production quality what is... Did you, why did you say that, that it would then sound amazing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just me and the crickets. Just you and the crickets. Cultural tidbit for the Netherlands. This is our first one. Sex education in the Netherlands starts at the ripe old age of four during kindergarten. Yeah, good news. They learn about the need for respect towards your partner while also learning about the more technical aspects of sex life. A wide range of topics are covered in Dutch sex ed, from gender identity to boys being encouraged to embrace their feelings. Girls are also also learn how to make their own choices about sexuality. Badum. Why badum? I don't know. I just think that's great. Yeah, but yeah, badum kind of minimizes it. Okay. Trella? No. Trella, still bad. Well done. Yeah. Thank you for helping people. With their sexuality. With their sexuality. Yeah. Awesome. Well done, guys. Maybe we should go back to year four, uh, sorry, to the four-year-old, have another crack at it. Have another go. We might understand more about it. Maybe we will. Probably. So what's news with us? Obviously, we moved to the Netherlands. This Did is we? our first podcast in our Airbnb apartment. How We've been here for what? Two, two weeks? Three weeks? Two weeks? Two weeks as of today. It's exactly two weeks as of today. 14 days. How you feel about it? About what, the Netherlands, the Airbnb, or hanging out here on the podcast with you? Oh, a combination of them, really. I mean, where do you want to? Where do you want that question to take you, Daryl? <laughs> it's a question you should be asking yourself. I mean, what do I think? I think it's busy. That's what I think because I've been busy since we got here. So I don't know what else to tell you. Mm, the magic. Netherlands is it's it's nice. We're we're trying to keep up with the quota of the amount of cheese we need to eat on a monthly basis to be considered a local. I'm not sure how we're going with that. I mean, one one point two kilograms. What's that like? Two point two pounds. That's a lot of cheese per person per month. That's um. Yeah, Penny's not Penny's not really keeping up with her no. side of the cheese. Do we have to factor in hers and then? We have to take that responsibility. I think she's a pound, pound per pound. She's actually eaten more cheese than you are. Right. So first, uh, first podcast in the Airbnb apartment. Do you think Airbnb apartment is like saying ATM, ATM machine? machine or pin number? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think kind of is right. Could be an Airbnb house. Yeah, could but be it's an still, Airbnb boat. Airbnb yeah, loft. Still kind of like the Airbnb bit. Kind of describes all of those. Airbnb shut your face hole. By the way, by the way, where the fuck's my breakfast every day? What do you mean every day? Well, Airbnb, <laughs> bread and be- bed and breakfast. Well, clearly that's not happening. Yeah, I know. We did get some mandarins when we arrived, though, so I thought that was 
quite delightful. Yeah, but no breakfast. And wine. But no breakfast. But no breakfast. Yeah, so April 1st, we're heading up to our first party. We're going to Amsterdam to attend a party with the Secret Underground. Oh, yeah? Secret Underground EU. It's underground, is it? Apparently. So okay. They have a website and everything, so it can't be too much underground. <laughs> and actually, speaking of April 1st, it is the 30 days, hashtag 30 days of lingerie. So if you guys are interested in being part of that, head over to Twitter, check the show notes actually, and you will be able to join us for 30 days of lingerie. And we're off to London in April as well. We're going to the Vanilla Alternative with the Bedhoppers podcast and their event. So excited for those. That's coming up in April. Cool. I'm excited. Once we get settled here and get into like a full-time apartment house situation, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about April, actually. How do you feel about April, just generally? Well, I mean, I don't know too many Aprils. She's like I haven't had a lot of Aprils in my life. It's a dad joke, but I liked it. Yeah, I mean, that's because you're basically a mum. Fairy little baby running around under the table that chewing on duck breast. Right, so let's get into the topic of the day, which is Q&A questions. Quickie, quickie Q&A questions. Swinger, swinger, swinger. Uh, hotel room type. We're heading to a three-day hotel takeover. What room type should we get? Get the worst one. Cheapest one, <laughs> definitely. Always. Get the cheapest one? Yep. Single bed, double bed? What do you mean single bed so you've got to stack everyone on top of each other? <laughs> Sorry. One bed or two beds. Where are you at with that question now? Because we've bounced backwards and forwards over the years with that. No, we haven't. Okay, where are you with it? <laughs> we have never bounced backward and forward. Okay. I don't see the need for the second bed. I mean... Yeah, I, I think there's got to be some level of politeness if somebody's going to, you know, make a mess of the bed that they might give you a warning. Mm-hmm. Yep, agree. agree. I mean, it's considered, I would imagine by most women, quite rude for a man to just come in their mouth without any conversation. Or all that, over so. the bed and the sheets and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I would say also, like, if you're looking at the size, say the size of the room's like 30 square metres and you've got one bed and then 30 square metres and there's two beds. Like, for me, i just rather the space, right? Yeah, to host people in. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I like to go to the cheapest room and I like to get one bed. You That's don't me. go to the cheapest room. We have a desire every single time we've been there. That's because desire is barking expensive. <laughs> you can't warrant the difference in price. It is expensive. Next question. How much is too much alcohol? We've met couples that don't drink any alcohol at all. And then we've met couples that get way sloppy drunk. What is your opinion? Well, if you can't give accurate consent, then that's the that's the limit. I mean, if somebody can't consent appropriately and, and that you feel confident in their consent, then they're too drunk. Yeah. So it's um we refer to it as unduly intoxicated is one of the things that we actually use, right? No, we don't use it. The Australian government uses it to describe uh, intoxication and when you should stop serving when alcohol should, to well, people. That's what I'm saying. Responsible so. service of alcohol. Yeah, but we're not serving, but if they're unduly intoxicated, intoxicated yes which means if they're rowdy or overly rowdy or they want to start a fight or you know they're just not they're passing out they're passing out they're not happy drunk then that's unduly intoxicated i agree i agree on the consent factor like if people if you all of a sudden you're meeting this person when they're sober and they're like i don't do anal for example and then they have a few drinks and they're like fuck yeah bring all the dicks then i bring all the dicks to my arsehole bring all the dicks to my 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 arsehole i don't that person then I think would be like mm, probably a little bit too t- intoxicated to be making those decisions. That's what's too much alcohol. Uh, well, I mean, why does anal come up? I don't know. It could be anything though. I know it could be. I was just trying to use that as an example. Yeah, but it's a pretty extreme example. I mean, it could be I don't wish to kiss you and now I am going to. Yeah, or it could be soft swap to full swap. Or that should be a good point to stop. You know, if if, if you're if if you're if you've been drinking and you're 
and you're concerned about what they're doing and then immediately one of them bends a rule, then, yeah, yeah. done. Or Stop I think it. even yourself, like if you all of a sudden realise that you're kind of throwing care to the wind, then that should be a pretty good indication that you yourself are Absolutely. Too drunk. And, and, you know, the, the main way of telling that that's the case is that there is no way because you'll just continue. Because <laughs> you, you're already drunk enough to not give a fuck. So the little voice in your head is already a slurred Passed voice. Passed out on the couch anyway. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The devil, the devil on the shoulder always outdrinks the angel on the shoulder. Oh, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. He's okay. a fucking legend drinker. Legend drinker. Yeah. Okay. I think he's a he. He kind of looks like a he. I can't really tell, though. You don't know. Devil on the shoulder. He wears a cape. I mean, it's, but w- women women wear capes as well, so. People can wear capes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Hey, uh, beard smells like pussy. Yes. <laughs> When you did the lifestyle, we met up with a couple. After going down on both women, I realised that my beard had a whiff of pussy to it. As the night went on, the smell intensified. Wondering if it's usually expected due to the activities we engage in, or should I perhaps run and wash my face? Hey, hey, beard-smelling pussy dude, wash your fucking face, mate. I don't know if this is even a question. I appreciate the question, but come on. Jeez, you're going hard at him. Fucking hell. Okay, here's here's my here's my reasoning, and it's not just the smell; it's everything else that's included in that. I have a very very sensitive pussy, and my pH levels and everything else. And quite frankly, I'm a little bit concerned by the fact that it's that smelly, which means it contains lots of stuff that you're then putting that beard all over my pussy and possibly your beardemic fucking you know angry at the moment. No, man, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. Do you know what the real con- concern here that this gentleman should take? I mean, yes, wash wash your face. What's, uh, what's the concern? Wash wash your beard. Beards aren't inherently dirty. Like I think you feel like they are. No, fucking lies. Come on, what's your uh? My, my, my beard smells like pussy. Should I wash my beard? I think give your face a bit of scrub up. The surface area of a beard intensifies the potential for exchange of bodily fluids. Mm-hmm. Which exchanging bodily fluids is. The thing that can, of course, transmit disease. Yep. So I think it's more of a focus on making sure that your partners, as uh, you know, how many of them there are, don't end up with with something carried over from your beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I could imagine over the night, the intense smell of pussy would become quite overwhelming. <laughs> So what do you recommend for this guy? Some kind of flushable face wipes, some sort of like like the 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 body wipes that I use, like the va- um, the vag pussy cleanup wipes that I use. Like what do you recommend this guy takes? Goes into the bathroom, gives it a bit of a scrub up with some soap. What's your uh, recommendation on the fly? I'd reckon just a little water might do the trick. Just some water. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. When did they invent uh, wheels in your era? You know, the thing that I've found is that water is generally freely available and it flows straight out of a fucking tap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas all the flushable face wipes and pussy, pussy, wipes, pussy wipes and all that sort of shit, you have to bring them with you, one. Two, it's a fucking beard. Yeah. You'd need 20 of the fucking things to clean that bad boy up. You reckon? Yeah, I mean, yes. Should we do some sort of trial here? Like, I feel like getting somebody with a beard I'll and grow maybe a beard. And ma- no, I'll grow a beard. For no, you, no, 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 no. That's that's not the direction this podcast is going in. Get I somebody grow a beard. Get somebody with a beard and maybe put like I don't know glitter in their beard and then use a variety of like Why glitter what, methods you, you of want... like wipes and stuff and see how. No, you, no, you just use some UV 
UV stuff, put it on, put it on his beard, and then get him to you know go go and play as he normally would. Then shine UV light on things and be just just to see where it ends up. Yeah, it'd be fucking everywhere. Be on people's faces, up their noses, mm. on their necks, right? Tits, nipples. If you, if you have a beard and Actually, you... Actually, you'd pretty... I mean, if you chow an ass, it'd be pretty much everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. If you have a beard and you have a cleaning protocol with your beard, please drop us an email, email at wanderlustswingers.com. I really want to hear from you. I want to know what you're doing. Are you going old school with some water and a tap? I'm more in- interested in how the fuck you get glitter out of a beard. Or if you've had glitter in your beard before. Uni beard. Uh, what do they call it? Scripper herpes or something like that? The joke? It's like... It's stripper herpes, yeah. Yeah. Did you say scripper? Yeah, I said scripper. That's what all the cool kids say these days. Well, then why are you saying it? Why? Well, well um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Moving on. So, yes, stripper herpes is what it's known as, which is, I think, a terrible thing to say. It is, but it's, you know, it's a joke. It's not... Yeah, but jokes can still be hurtful. They can be hurtful. Like, why did the rabbit cross the road? Because it died. Um, like to hear from you guys. Wow. If you <laughs> right. Next one. Uh, the wife said, I'll be more attracted to you when you lose weight. I'm 170 centimeters tall and I weigh 82 kilos. I, I'm in my early forties and I'm not sure how I feel about my wife telling me this. What are your thoughts? I'm just doing a rough calculation on the BMI there. And I would have thought that he's well within normal weight range. 170. So he's about my, my height yeah. and 82 kilos. Yeah. Okay. So he, he, Okay, so you may just be tippling over into because yeah, okay. I mean, I think it's fairly harshly delivered if that's how it was delivered. Yeah, I was going to say he, he's saying I, I'm heartbroken and I feel like shit, and I would I would agree. Like if if it was quote I'd be more attracted to you when you lose weight. Like, How's that any fucking different? Neither of those are things that you can deliver without crushing somebody's soul. Well, I think because over the years, you know, you and I have said to each other, hey, you're getting a bit tubby, like we need to do something about this. In fact, you... you... We see the, the, the difference there. See I, the I know. We need to do. Let's... That's, that's what I'm saying. So in this delivery method of this person... The, the delivery would be, hey, let's, let's you and I spend some more time at the gym or some more time out exercising, walking... Let's go you for know, a walk around the lake. Let's go. It's only when all of that fails that you get to the point of saying, hey, you're getting a little tubby. It's mm-hmm. time to do something right. about it. Which you said recently to me. So I did not say that recently to you. <laughs> what did you say? We. For starters, the word tubby is something that has never slipped into my <laughs> vocabulary. Maybe it should a little bit more. Why? Do you think tubby is somehow softer than fat cunt? Yeah, I do actually. I oh, really, I really? think if we took a poll just generally on, on, on the delivery method of tubby versus fat cunt, how would you deliver it? I would say we, well, I mean, in general, when, when one, uh, one person in the couple's putting on weight, the other is as well. Because in, in my experience, it's usually both people, it's rare to find somebody who's unusually fit in a couple that is a long term couple. Yeah, so you're saying like a really unbalanced, like somebody's a gym bunny and the other person is like a reasonably rare. Yeah, it's it's not un it's not unheard of. Please understand, but I, in my experience, it's reasonably rare. So with that being the case, the vast majority of people fluctuate with their partner. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then you know you've got to do something as well to as as a partner who's feeling that things are not right. You've got to say, hey, we need to exercise more, or we need to go to the gym more, or we need to eat more appropriately and only when it gets to the point that the the other person well we need to cut out drinking it only when it gets to the point the other person is not responding to those polite cues polite cues at some point i mean what's the other option 
it's either hey look i'm i'm finding you less attractive because of the weight you're carrying and you're not, this is not the person i married or hey guess what i've found that i don't want to be with you anymore because i've stuck around for 10 years after you've gained weight and you've not done anything about it and i've not told you but now i'm just going to dump you and leave mm. that's that's the alternative right i mean it's either you 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 break somebody's heart re- repairably by telling them that there's a problem with with how your how, how their weight is at the moment, or you break their heart for good by telling them, "I'm sorry, I can't stay with you anymore." So there was an interesting discussion I had the other day on a swingers forum where people were talking about how the husband in the profile photos and stuff is really letting the team down, like basically how men let themselves go, don't take any responsibility, just basically the men are fucked. And I responded to it and I said, look, you're not wrong in terms of profiles, probably could do better. But I said also I think there's a responsibility of the partner. Like women generally tend to take more selfies, Will generally men generally take more photos of their wives than wives might take of their partners. And so what I was saying is that at the end of the day you're supposed to be a wing person for your partner, right, and, and help them. And one of the people responded with, well, he's a big fucking man, an adult, and he can do it himself. And I, I thought that was a bit interesting because I think in this scenario where one – I think one of the things that's been totally forgotten out of this story, all of the things you're saying are right, but men don't have the same availability to things that help them look better. Okay, a few examples. Okay. Push-up bras. Mm-hmm. Makeup. Yep. I mean... I mean, men can wear makeup, but I understand what you're saying. Like, just generally ways to make yourself look better. I would say, again, like the angles and the use of selfies and stuff, like how women generally tend to... Yeah, okay. So so um hands up out there and I'm h- interested in hearing this poll. How many men how many women out there have received a, a cock shot and gone, "Oh, yeah, that's glorious. Mm. That's one of the best things I've ever seen." Let's reverse that. How many women or men out there have seen photos of vaginas sent to them and gone, "Wow, that's a very pretty vagina." Yeah. So I I don't think men have the same capability to look as sexy as women to the Now let me clarify here. This is to the socially accepted standard of what what beauty is in your region, and I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, because in many cases, that's you know a man with a fucking six pack and you know well, rippling ab- abs and huge shoulders and all that sort. Of huge Not everybody's arms. cup of tea. What I was going to say to you is, I think what you're trying to say is that an av- an average woman can can look fine, but for an average man, you have to if you want to be held up to this standard. To look at that same level as a woman in makeup with her hair done, nice clothes, all the rest of it, the man generally is expected to have even a, a, a nice body. Really, well, that's um, the that's the equivalent, right? Yeah. So, I mean, curvy is acceptable generally in women, mm-hmm. but generally not acceptable in men. Yeah. I mean, the dad bod has made a bit of a bit of a kickback in some regards, but I think it's not. It's still not as acceptable in terms of there's no variance in the men you see in in underwear commercials. Mm, it's pretty rare, yeah. Whereas with women now, mm-hmm. there is a variance. Yeah, even on the Victoria's Secret runway, yep, there's you're a... Seeing, you're seeing larger women, smaller women. Um, People with disabilities. Uh, yeah, different shapes, different heights, different, all sorts of things. Now think about the men's version. Yeah. They're fucking the same. Yeah. They're all the same. So nothing's changed for men. So the idea of what a beautiful man looks like is unwavering from from what it used to be. And I think probably the expectations on that are difficult to manage. 
Yeah, so it's really fucking hard for a man to look like what you what, what one might expect a man to look like yeah. because because and and you know a little bit of um a little bit of thought about how their personality might be might not go astray as well, which is what again the expectation should be. But if you're just looking for somebody who you find attractive, then and and they need to be equivalized to the woman beside them. And I mean, there's probably a few other questions you need to ask yourself there. So my question, I've got two questions for you then. So in this case where the guy has said he's heartbroken and feels like shit, what advice do you have for this guy? But then my second question is for people out there whose partner may have gained weight, or maybe it's not even that they've gained weight recently, but maybe it's just that they have always been that way and now people are joining the lifestyle and do want to feel a little bit better about their health and stuff like that. How would what would you tell them how to deliver that to their partner? Four questions in there and I've forgotten the first one. Okay. My first one is what what would you say to this guy who said, I'm I'm heartbroken, I feel like shit. My wife said, I'll be more attracted to you when you lose weight. What advice have you got for him? Well the first thing I can say is that I I, I don't only empathize with this, I understand it entirely because I've had that that read to me verbatim in the past. It's not a good sensation, absolutely not. But I mean, I, I it takes a little while to adjust to the fact that somebody might be telling you this for more than one reason. It may not only be the fact that they're finding you less attractive, but you know, if they're truly your partner, then they care about you not only the way you look, but they care about your relationship, and they they also care about your health. So. I think there's a lot of stuff that's intertwined in that because people get angry and they say things that are very short and very punctual to try and wake people up. So I don't think even though as long as this person cares for you, which I'm going to assume they do, they delivered it in a way that was actually with positive intent. It may not feel like that, but that's how it was. That's that's the intent that you have to assume mm-hmm. your partner has when they deliver something that even something that hurts yeah they're delivering it because of positive intent so with that in mind the choice becomes yours and and it doesn't matter which way you go because it is your choice the choice is do you one take it on board and make a change because you see that they may have some correctness there's, to there's their merit conversation in the conversation yeah or do you ignore it and deal with the ramifications of that. Into, again, it's entirely up to you. You can ignore it and deal with the ramifications of it. And and the ramifications may be stark and they may be forever. Or you can deal with it and start doing something about it. And the ramifications to that will also be stark and long-lasting. They may actually be positive. They may be negative. It just, it just depends on – but yeah, the hurt sucks. I know. I know personally the hurt sucks a lot, but – you have to assume that there's some positive intent to your partner putting that forward. And then what would you say to people out there listening who do want to say to their partner um, that they would like them to be a little bit more health-focused and then basically look look physically look better? Health-focused is one, one thing, but physically looking better is a totally different. One is purely about the physical. The other one is about the okay, care. Okay, physical then. It depends. I mean, it depends on, on where you started. It depends on the does it, assumed agreement. Does, does it? Does it though? Like, say, for, I understand what you're saying. You married a size six. That person's now size fourteen. You're like, hold on a second. I understand what you're saying, but I think even if you uh, have always been a size fourteen or whatever, and then you join the lifestyle, or you get to a certain age or whatever, and you want to turn your life around and go, you know what? I'm not happy with that. I don't. Yeah, I, that's I don't okay think it matters. For you. That's okay for you to make that personal decision for yourself. But you're saying you can't, you can't then. make that fucking decision for somebody else. Okay, you can't. So you're saying the only time you can really talk to somebody about their weight is when they start from they've gained weight, essentially. 
No, I'm saying that there's been a, a change in weight that you feel is inappropriate, including lost weight. Mm-hmm. And I've had that discussion in the past as well when somebody I'm with has lost way too much weight and I've asked them to stop doing that. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, you've got to voice your concern and opinion. That's what I'm asking you. How, yeah. how, do, you, how do you do that? You've, you've, well, you just you have to do it as politely as possible, but you do it. If you need to do it, if it's something that's affecting you personally, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's work or at home, you've got to talk about it. If you don't talk about it, it doesn't fucking change. Or you don't grow to a – you know, if, if you are delivered that message that your partner wishes you to lose lose weight or gain weight to just look more attractive in their eyes and you choose not to not to use that or you tell your partner, hey, I'm not, I'm not willing to do that because I'm happy the way I am. Your partner then has the decision to make. Mm-hmm. Are they okay with the fact that they go, they're going to stay with somebody who's happy the way they are or are they going to have to change their own perspective of how beauty is? It's, I mean, you've got to deliver the message though. You can't live a life of fucking lies. Okay. Yep. And by the same token, you can absolutely choose to take it on board or tell them to fuck off. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's entirely your decision. Right. What's your, what's your opinion on it? I mean, you, you, just kept blasting me with the questions there. Yeah, I did because I wanted to know what your thoughts on the answers were. I think you should have a discussion with somebody. I think that you can probably do it in a, in a manner that is a little bit nicer. Like you said before, hey, we've got to get out and um, maybe go for go for an activity or it might start with you trying to make sure that, you know, there's some healthier options for eating and stuff at home. But that's why I kind of went on a tangent before about this lady that was saying, well, fuck them, they're they're an adult, their responsibility, like I'm not their mum. I thought that was a very, very – I didn't think that was a relationship standpoint. To me, I'm like, you've got to be – I understand what you're saying. You can't take on 100% of the responsibility for another another individual, and I'm not saying that you should. But I think that – you should be a wing person for your partner. If your partner is legitimately struggling, and that could be with anything like quitting smoking, quitting drinking, getting out and walking a little bit more, it could be about mental health, you should be a wing person for them and try to help where 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 possible. So, Well, if you care about them, you should, but that doesn't mean that you will be. So that's 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 my thoughts on the matter. I think that you you could try to do little things where maybe you are helping a little bit with uh, cooking or preparation of food or things like that, or maybe you are looking at activities outside of the house and saying, "Hey, there's this um, I don't know fucking five k five k walk around the lake that um, you know there's a, there's like an act, an activity that's planned, a run that's planned, or whatever. Like I've signed us up. I'm really excited. Let's get and get out and do this together. We'll get a medal, something like that. That is an easier way to deliver it than just you're, you're a fat cunt. You're a fat cunt and I don't want to have sex with you anymore. Yeah, okay. Okay, you ready for this story? Oh, the story's coming now, is it? Yeah, this is from- Glad S- this is a short one. This is from snowboard couple Jay. So, slut shamed for kissing a girl, am I the asshole? So, they were at an event and basically uh, him and a bunch of other people and his wife were all on the dance floor. They were flirting, making out, chit-chatting, etc. Uh, a very pretty girl started grinding on him and then he started making out this girl. So- this kind of happened, you're making out, you're having a good time, this is at an event, whatever. Can we check, is this a non-monogamous relationship? This is a non-monogamous okay. relationship, An yeah. ethically non-monogamous. An ethically right? non-monogamous okay, relationship. So the wife's on the dance floor, they're all having a good time, whatever. Seems to be an important part of the story. Yeah. And then he, he started dancing with this lady who was about 15 years older than him. And he'd already had some small talk with this lady earlier in the evening and then starting to dance with her. He compliments her on her outfit and she said, where's your girlfriend? And he said, which one? And she said, the one you were just kissing. And he responded with, I don't 
oh, I don't know who she is. She's a great kisser though. Basically, the crux of it is that this lady then turned around and said, you're quite the player. Us ladies aren't stupid. We watch everything and you just made out, she just made out with like five of different guys. So she's talking about this other non-monogamous lady, not the wife. And um, this could have been a great night for you. So essentially what's happening here is that this lady who's like 15, 20 years older than him, who he thought was actually quite uh, attractive and gave her compliments, is now saying that basically we've been doing this for 20 years. You guys are like puppies running around. Like you want, if you want women like me to respect you, you got to treat us like queens. Every, every other girl here hates that girl that you were just kissing and you totally blew it tonight. And he's asking, am I the asshole? What's your thoughts? Well, my response would have been cool, cool story, bro. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for making me aware that you're a bunch of judgy cunts. Mm hmm. Bye. So he basically said that he can understand her perspective that she might be turned off from me hitting on her so casually and then also hitting on other people being a bit more flirtatious or whatever. Yeah, but she's being a judgy bitch, so fuck her. Yeah. So so that's your that's what you think? Yeah, I mean, sorry. Sorry that I managed to offend you from a distance. Fucking hell. Yeah. No. Thanks. Yeah. Tell your story walking. So it was interesting when I first uh, first I was first looking at this and I was actually talking to to snowboard couple about this situation because initially I, I I can sympathize with where this lady's coming from and I can tell you where it's coming from it's coming from a place of envy and jealousy because she is maybe thought that there was a connection with this particular person and then when this person goes off and is spending time dedicated to other people she has felt wronged right however this is not your primary partner this is a non-monogamous event at a club where you don't own this other individual so i think putting your own jealousy and concerns on this other individual i would say am i the asshole no you're not i think she is and i think the the information of like all the other women here hate that lady uh i I think is yeah ridiculous as well because what's that got to do with the the price of bread you know what i mean yeah well i mean it's it's just ridiculous from start to finish Mm -hmm. sorry you're sorry um you're gonna police who i'm yeah this is not sorry i'm in no relationship with you please toddle off yeah and go I mean, talk to somebody who gives a fuck everybody's in their rights to say i don't want to now sleep with you because i just found out you sleep you slept with 30 other people or i found out you slept with that other person like everyone's in their right to say that but it doesn't of course, it doesn't mean i have to give a shit about it sorry the 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 thing is the thing that i find most amusing here is that she's offered um you know third party reference to all the other women in the club who hate this woman Fuck, really? I mean, what grade are we in? Yeah. Is this grade fucking grade 10 where we're running around going, I want to know if, you, if you're if you hooking up with Betty because if you are, I don't think that I want to kiss you anymore. But Penny's a better kisser than you because I he... didn't say Penny. That's weird. I said Benny. Okay. Well, you're going to need to pronounce your B's better because <laughs> it sounded like Penny and that's our dog. Okay, fine. Timothy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, it's like, yeah, I, I couldn't stand for it. and I didn't stand well for it in fucking year 10 and I'm not as a grown-up. Well, he, he's saying he felt bad because she yeah, seemed to feel disrespected by his casual flirty behaviour. I feel like you should have flipped her the double birds and backed off into the mist. <laughs> I mean, big move, don't get me wrong, bold. Bold. Bold move. <laughs> but if you could fucking pull it off, do it. Double birds into the mist like Homer Simpson into the fucking hedge. So just get and like just a smoke stare, bomb. But just looking her in her eyes as you double bird her and back away. This is where smoke bombs come in handy, I'm telling you. Yeah, I know, but they're also <laughs> explosive. Yeah, I mean, you just need an, a, magic he- a magic hedge that appears behind you every time you want to double bird someone and mm-hmm, back into it. Mm-hmm. So you would give her, you would say, um, figuratively, oh, just, say, just give her. 
Yeah, I just I'd actually. I mean, the double bird sounds amazing, but it's not something I'd ever do. What would you do? What would you do if, if you were I'd in just this say scenario? Th- thank you very much for the for the input, and I'm sorry that I've upset you, but so be it. Have a great day. Have a good night, and then I would have immediately danced my way backward, smiling and looking at her, and then I would have done the quick heel, quick, uh, the sorry, ball of oh, toes, quick turn, bam, bam, yeah, one eighty, boom, and then just fucking out of there. And then like maybe then a bit of arse wiggled shake. my little ass as I walked away. <laughs> I, I think this is for me it's it's inappropriate. And then smoke bomb. You're you're at a you're at a event, a club, whatever. You're it's having a good time. Fucking, it doesn't matter where it is, it's inappropriate. Yeah. Sorry, I mean it's just inappropriate. It doesn't fucking matter where you are. Oh you kissed somebody else, so I don't want to kiss you anymore. Fine. Don't yeah. fucking don't. There's no need for you to tell me about it. You know, it's actually I would almost relate it. It's just it's it's just silly. It's it's uh it's coming from a place of um Without scarcity. I do want to mention that Ash Ash actually was talking to Snowboard Couple about this and um, I, I want to quote this this line because I actually think this is a fucking funny line. She sounds like a jealous fun sponge. Mm, fun sponge. Don't you love that? Yeah, I mean there's two two types of fun sponge though. Fun sponge? Jealous yeah. fun sponge. Thanks, Ash. There's also <laughs> – but there's also the anti-pregnancy type of fun yeah. sponge that goes, you know – the. Yeah, I only know about them from Seinfeld when I was uh, in high school. Hey, let's um, that's it. That's it. You're talking about diaphragms, not fun sponges. No, there was like a sponge episode. I remember it it because I was like younger, and I was like, I was using tampons, and I was like, "What's a sponge?" I didn't know. Yeah, that's all. That's my story. Cool story, bro. Okay, Daryl, are you ready for some Patreon shout-outs? And I want I want some Aussie names for these people. Oh, man. I will accept nothing less than Aussie. Not under the pump at all. Aussie names. Okay. Um, the as first- long as it's not fucking bestiality one, two, three or something like that, it's going to be hard <laughs> for me to get it, pop Good. out an Aussie name for that. Beasto. Uh, also, bestiality is not funny at all. The first, the first ones actually should be quite easy for you, considering they are, in fact, indeed Aussies. Well, no. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Samantha and Damien. Sam and Damo. Sam and Damo. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't, you can't get much further than Sam. I would go Sammy for a girl. Oh, Sammy might, yeah, Sammy might. Would fly. you use an I or a Y though? Like it's how, an I, of course. How cool. <laughs> it's, it's an I. How cool are you? <laughs> if you're shortening Sam, Samantha to Sammy, to Sammy with an I, it's an I. With a love heart over the I? Of course. Of how course. else do you draw it? That's how you do it. <laughs> Who draws an I any other way? <laughs> Fucking lawyers, and that's about it. Doctors. Doctors and lawyers. So lame. Uh, not true. Thanks if you're a doctor and lawyer. Uh, Peter? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not sure I can say this one. Why? Because Why? It, it depends on how well you know Peter. <laughs> because the you'd, he'd end up at something like Peter. You can't just keep adding O's to everything. No, man. but I think you're missing the point here. This would become from Peter would become the long distance of Peter and then it would come back to Peter. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because what about po- Australian- po- Poiter? No, fuck no. We're not some stupid fucking arrow shooting shit in the woods. Okay, Poiter. Uh, fucking hell. Ray. Uh, depends on on what his Ray surname Ray? is. Ray Ray. Nah. Nah. Might be Ray John. Ray John. Or hey, Jack. These ones are really small, so this is interesting. Jack. Jack. You don't get you don't get an Aussie name, Jack. Da- David. Davo. It'd be Davo. Of course, has to be. David's always Davo. Tyler. Tyler. Hmm. Um, sorry. You don't have one? No, it's just the because Tyler's a tough name, you it know. It's a tough name. So you just say sorry. Okay. John? Or you, you, I John mean, o. if he's – no, no, no. I feel like Tyler's a redhead, so he's going to be called Blue. Okay. Yeah. Um, John? Come on. Has to be Jono. Uh, I mean, it's Jono. Has to be Jono every yeah, time. Jono. There's certain Australian names like Dave 
or David, Davo, John, Jono. Like it's just, it's just how I mean, it goes. Yeah, I mean that's a list of names that are that are very short. Yeah. So yeah. there's always a lengthening component. Okay. Um, Ex- I got one more. Yeah. Wes. Wesley. You would you, Wesley. That's not an Aussie name. Come on, man. You wouldn't say like Wesa. No. <laughs> no, because that's not an Australian thing to do. Yeah, it is. No, you'd call him Wizza. 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 Hey, so that again is um, Samantha and Damien, Peter, Ray, Jack, David, Tyler, John, Wes, thank you very much for joining our Patreon. Hey, and also thank you for having some of the hardest fucking names in ever pronounced in Australian. Hashtag do better patrons. I'm just joking. Um, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. One last shout out for the episode is a an, see a wizard and blue a, see a blue is a uh, we got a podcast uh, podcast five stars podcast five stars from cowboy and muffin lifestyle from a global perspective great content a must listen if you're in the lifestyle or like sex positive information Daryl and they spelt your name correctly is fun to listen About to fucking time and uh, Kate is super informative and smoking hot that's the only reason I read the review just wanted to give myself some little fucking propery doodars okay then <laughs> uh, just um, just. To who was it again? Uh, Cowboy, Cowboy muffin. and Muffin. Just uh, thank you for for um, actually including me in the review. Well, you're in a positive way. You'll actually meet them in um, in PCAP in June, actually. Okay. So there you go. If you guys would like to email us, you can send an email to email at wanderlustswingers.com and wanderlust is spelt with an A. That is how you spell wanderlust, not with a bloody O. So drop your emails to us, leave us a review, and we will speak to you again very, very soon. We've got some episodes coming up, including sex stories, two truths and a lie. Hmm. Isn't it two lies and a truth we're going to do? Sorry, yes. Sex stories, two lies and a truth. Hmm. Because <laughs> Flawless. we can't come up with two truths and a lie. Because we can't come up. So it's been great just to hang out with you guys. and uh, I can come up whenever I need to. Go. I mean, if you want it to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, right, guys, and uh, that's been episode 146, the Q&A Quickie. We'll chat to you guys soon. Bye. Ciao.